Welcome to Jen's Lore Corner, a podcast focused on the lore in the Diablo series of video games. This is Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner number 9. This one is about Zunamasa. If you played a witch doctor at any point in Diablo 3, or at least since Reaper of Souls, I would think, you might have a set piece called Zunamasa's Haunt. If you played a witch doctor in Season 6, you definitely have this set because it was the one that was given out to players who completed up through chapter four of the season journey. So you may have this somewhere in your stash or on one of your witch doctors. And that's how I learned about this set because I was playing a witch doctor in season seven and it made me wonder who was Zunamasa? You know, she must have been important to have an entire set named after her. So who is this character? And I started searching for details. Now, she's not listed in the Book of Cain. She's not in the Book of Tyrael. I don't recall her being in any of the stories I've read about uh, Diablo III universe in general. Um, And she's not a character that you can run into in the game. So who was she? The only thing we have is the set pieces, which fortunately have flavor text that describes a lot about who she was. So There are two things that we absolutely know for certain about Zunamasa, and one is that she was a witch doctor, obviously, wouldn't be a witch doctor said otherwise. And two, we know she was female, not male, and we know this because of the flavor text on the boots for the set, which is called Zunamasa's Trail. The flavor text says, Zunamasa spread her wisdom further than any other witch doctor in the Taganzi. So we know she's a witch doctor, we know she's female. The Taganzi is an inner area of the Torijan jungles. I may be mispronouncing that, but I think it's pretty close. And it's the home of the witch doctors. It's specifically a home to the Umbaru, which is a race of fearsome witch doctors. And this means Zunamasa was an Umbaru witch doctor as opposed to another group or tribe or clan. And it also shows this flavor text. She spread her wisdom further than any other witch doctor from that area. It shows that she was very influential. Her wisdom spread further than any of the other witch doctors' wisdom did. So how did her wisdom spread so far? Part of that answer is in the flavor text of another part of the set, the pants called Zunamasa's Cloth. The flavor text there says, Zunamasa believed that power was born of movement and movement born of legs. Now, separate it out as you're picking up pieces and playing through the game. This just sounds kind of funny or cute or silly kind of thing. Of course, you know, your legs make you move, right? But I think there's more to it than this. Um, It indicates that You know, Zunamasa didn't just believe power was born of movement and movement born of legs. She actually acted upon this belief. She must have been walking places to where people gathered so she could speak to them and share whatever wisdom she had learned. And in addition, those people could walk around, talk to others, and spread her wisdom even farther to people who Zunamasa had not met yet and had never spoken to at that point. So I think this is how, you know, her... uh, her power was born was by having knowledge of her and her beliefs and her wisdom spread by so many people throughout the area. 
Now, in order to make this happen, um, she, of course, would have to do a lot of walking. And eventually, people would start recognizing her in a crowd. They would know her face. They would have seen her before somewhere. And uh, they'd go, oh, that's Zunamasa. And that recognition alone might be enough to have people come and listen to her. Now, if we go back to the phrase, power was born of movement, that was on the set piece, it really shows more than you might think at first glance, um, the power of Zunamasa, you know, being able to walk that much and move, the power of her body is, you know, her physical movement is what actually started spreading her wisdom from one person to another. And in doing so, she probably gained a lot of power and influence. Now, this doesn't mean she was an official leader, but she was definitely influential. So whether or not she was like the you know, official leader of the tribe um, or among the leaders of the tribe doesn't seem to be very important. Even if she was among them, she was clearly the one that had the most influence and you know, people knew who she was. People were sharing her wisdom. They liked what she had to, to say or they found it interesting or useful. So what wisdom was she sharing? We've got some clues about that. Um, in just the content of the whole entire Zunamasa's Haunt set. It's a good set if you want to play with a pet build. If you wear two pieces of the set, your fetish army lasts until they die and has a reduced cooldown. You get four pieces, your pets, your zombie dogs, your gargantuan, you know, take less damage for every fetish that is still alive. You get the six-piece set, and your pets can do more damage than before. So the wisdom Zunamasa was sharing probably had to do with how to summon and control these creatures. She figured out how to keep them under control. Even when there was a whole bunch of them to keep track of, like all those little fetish army guys running around. Was she the only witch doctor that could do this? Probably not. But I think the thing that made Zunamasa so important was that she knew how to control all those pets and do it in an extremely efficient and effective way. I think that might have been the difference that set her apart from some of the other witch doctors and what they were doing. So people that wanted to know how to do that, the other witch doctors in the area, would definitely be seeking her out and sharing her wisdom and advice in order to become more efficient and effective with what they were trying to do. Now, Zunamasa didn't just limit herself or her control to, you know, pets, to zombie dogs and fetishes and things like that. She also learned how to control and summon the spirits of people who had died. And we know this from the set piece uh, that is a set mojo, it's an offhand uh, weapon, I suppose, uh, called Zunamasa's String of Skulls. The flavor text on that piece says, When threatened, she drew upon the spirits to unleash the fury buried within. So she's carrying around skulls of perhaps deceased witch doctors whose souls have gone to the Imburo Ikura, which is also called the Unformed Land. And I may be pronouncing that first phrase incorrectly, but I think you might know what it is anyway. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, these are people who have died and she's got their skulls and she's carrying it around on a fetish as she goes, which is kind of a witch doctor thing to do. So it probably would have been well accepted in her culture. It's not clear exactly whose skulls ended up as part of Zunamasa's string of skulls. Now, we can speculate that perhaps these were other witch doctors who maybe tried to kill her and failed. They might have been from her tribe because they were unhappy about how much power and influence she had. They may have been from another tribe, unhappy for the same reason. 
or for other reasons. Um, it's In any case, it's reasonable to think that someone that powerful and that influential might have people who want to stop her from being so powerful and influential. They don't want her to keep spreading this wisdom around, or they want to take her place in terms of uh, power and influence. So she obviously slayed them instead, and she's carrying around her skulls. She's using these skulls to summon spirits from the unformed land whenever she needed protection from her enemies who were threatening her. So I can see why those, uh, you know, those she drew upon the spirits to unleash the fury buried within. Now, if you were the guy or girl that tried to kill off this powerful witch doctor and you failed, and now she's using, she's calling on your spirit from the unformed land to protect her from other enemies, I can see why you might be furious. There's another piece in the set that is a ring. It's called Zunumasa's Pox, and the flavor text on this ring says, contains the power of the plague that took Zunumasa to the unformed land. So we know Zunumasa herself is deceased. So Zunumasa may have died from a plague, or at least that's what her people believed she died of. All of those pets and fetishes and zombie dogs were unable to save her from an enemy that they could neither touch nor frighten away. I don't think one of her enemies gave her the plague, and I don't think it really was a plague, because if it was, the ring would include, you know, hex. If her enemies gave this to her, you know, it would be a hex or a curse or something like that that indicates a bad spell had been put upon her. But it's a pox according to the the ring, the set piece, and a plague according to its description. Maybe all that walking and mingling with crowds of new people is what caused Zunamasa's death. She must have been traveling to places she'd never been before. Maybe she picked up a virus from someone that uh, may have been a common virus in that area that people could easily fight off, but her body didn't have the ability to do that. There's no indication that the plague uh, that sickened and weakened and eventually killed the powerful Zunamasa spread to any of the other witch doctors in her village, so either they didn't catch it, or they were able to fight off what they could, so it sounds like Zunamasa had a hidden weakness. I don't think it's a plague, I'll get into more why in a minute, but I think perhaps she may have died from an allergy. The ring says pox. When you use the word pox, it kind of generally refers to little red bumps on your skin, like hives. Zunamasa might have walked up and uh, through the jungle and you know touched a strange plant that she didn't know she had an allergy to and broke out in severe hives. Maybe she got bitten by an insect she was allergic to. It's hard to say. But if it was an allergy that got her, I can see why her village would think it was a plague. It would look terrible. She would be very ill indeed, and she did die from it. But if it was a plague, it would spread to the other people in her village, particularly after she died and they were handling her clothing and things like that, which they did do. Um, I'll get to that in a second. So I think Zunamasa died from an allergy that she didn't know she had. Okay, so after Zunamasa died from the plague... Someone, presumably someone who was in a position of power, started collecting up some of her items. The first was the ring, which had the power of the plague that killed her. And again, if other people could wear this ring safely, it wasn't a plague. It was something that couldn't be spread to others. So it was either a virus that somehow nobody else was affected by, or it was an allergy that no one can catch. The person also collected her pants, which reminded people of the power she gained by walking around and sharing her wisdom. 
they collected her boots, which were undoubtedly well worn by the time she died after all those, you know, all those steps she took walking around to talk to others. Those two items together would have reminded people of Zunamasa's personal belief power was born of movement and movement born of legs. Her string of skulls, an item of obvious power, would also have been collected. There must have been someone who had learned from Zunamasa how to control those spirits. And then we come to Zunamasa's finger wraps, which is the gloves in the set piece. The flavor text says, All witch doctors know that the best way to hear the whispers of Zunamasa is to perform the rituals flawlessly with fingers nimble and strong. Some of the wisdom she was sharing obviously involved how to do certain rituals. Which ones? What did those rituals do? Who knows? But they were important to people. And it appears the way to do those rituals was to move your fingers very quickly and perfectly in a particular way, and that this probably had an effect on how well that ritual was going to work. So it was important. Now, the person in power who took Zunamasa's gloves, presumably to pass them on to a witch doctor who was exceptionally talented at performing whatever rituals it was that Zunamasa was teaching. The whispers of Zunamasa in this case were likely metaphorical. They were, you know, it's a fancy way of saying that the gloves were something to remember her by or to remember her wisdom by. The chest armor in the Zunamasa's haunt is called Zunamasa's Marrow. The set uh, piece has a flavor text that says, the warrior who dons this armor will always have the spirit of Zunamasa upon them. So one way of looking at this is saying that the person wearing this armor uh, would remember Zunamasa and be influenced by her teachings and her way of spreading wisdom and this kind of thing. But it's called Zunamasa's marrow, which sounds like a body part. And we're talking about witch doctors here. So it's entirely possible that this set piece is made up of the chest armor that Zunamasa wore, and perhaps some of her bones as well. Like maybe her spine is added to the back of the armor, maybe her ribs are now reinforcing it. Kind of hard to tell. And the last set piece is the, uh, it's the helm. It's the helmet. It's called Zunamasa's Vision. And if you ever look to see, you know, what this piece looks like, it looks like a skull. It looks like your character is wearing a skull on their head. The flavor text to this one says, the elder spirit Zunamasa communes with the wearer of this mask to reveal the ways in which the world emerges from the unformed land. So Zunamasa's vision is not just a typical helm. This is very likely the skull of elder Zunamasa herself. The witch doctor that wears this skull would become very connected with the spirit of Zunamasa. We've seen uh, that We've seen that witch doctors uh, carry fetishes that contain skulls and things like this. There is an established lore here that they are able to communicate with spirits through carrying around their skulls and things of that nature. Somebody, presumably your character, your witch doctor character, is wearing Zunamasa's actual skull on his or her head. Or if it's a mask, maybe it's like on his face. Um, but it looks like a skull. Like It looks like it covers the entire witch doctor's head. So this is actually her skull that a witch doctor is wearing who comes from a culture that communicates with you know people who have moved to the unformed land the spirits through skulls so the whispers that you know you that were linked to um the gloves you know that were metaphorical you would remember how to do the rituals you'd hear her whispers you you're just remembering the whispers here, though, with this Zunamasa's vision, the person wearing that is probably actually hearing whispers from the spirit of Zunamasa herself. 
Now, that sounds incredibly creepy, um, but if you're a witch doctor, at least in the lore established in the Diablo 3 universe, that might actually be very comforting to have this very powerful, knowledgeable spirit telling you advice as you travel and as you fight through sanctuary. So it might work out well as far as that. Um, and that's basically all we know about Zunamasa, but it's quite a bit about her. Not every set has this kind of description about a specific person, which is why I thought it was interesting. So when your character is wearing all those pieces, some of the pieces are from Zunamasa herself and not just her clothing. And now you know why this set is called Zunamasa's Haunt. Her spirit is still haunting it. This brings us to the end of this episode of Jen's Lore Corner. Find more episodes on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net.